Welcome to Smart Poker Study, the podcast dedicated to helping you play more effectively, earn more money, and be 1% better every day. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. In last week's episode 268, I discussed my preparation for the 15th annual turkey shoot, my results, and a costly $200 lesson learned. It's poker study time, y'all. Hello and welcome to episode 269 of the Smart Poker Study Podcast. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. Now, thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your friends because word of mouth is the single best advertising. If, if this is your first episode, there's a good chance somebody told you about it. So thank them for uh, recommending me and thank you for taking the time to stop on by. Alrighty, it's time for some vintage smart poker study. So during last week's Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale, one of my most popular webinars was the Finding and Plugging Leaks with Poker Tracker 4 webinar. I was super surprised at how many people actually picked it up. So I've got to thank Ian, Paula, Rasmussen, Todd, Sean, and actually another Todd, Todd H. The two Todds were picking this one up. So thank you all for buying the webinar. Uh, With so many people interested in it, It got me thinking of prior leak plugging episodes that I did. And way back when, like three years ago, I did a run, maybe even four years ago now, uh, I did a run of seven episodes. And my guess is that many of you haven't heard these ones yet. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to replay these seven vintage episodes. And they're all around leak plugging, well, finding and plugging leaks. Now, these episodes, they're still totally relevant, even though they were four years ago. And they have a lot of value for you. But a little side benefit for me is that uh, by doing these vintage episodes, it's going to free up some time for me to finally finish my post-flop online poker book. Holy cow, uh, it's been a long time coming. So today's episode was originally published as number 18 on January 30th, 2016. Now listen up because I help you discover which common poker leaks you suffer from, and I give you smart ways to plug each. And one last thing, today's episode is brought to you by ThePokerForge.com, my poker training membership site. There is no other training site like this because each month has a different theme and all the items that I release in the month, they're all geared toward turning you into an expert around that theme and they make you take action on the strategies that I teach as well. So go to ThePokerForge.com to check it out and join today. It's a no-brainer. It's the place to be, ThePokerForge.com. Alrighty, let's get to the 10 most common poker leaks. Gambate! And now for our feature presentation. Alrighty, so I'll read off the 10 leaks to you right now, and then, uh, you know, we'll break each one down at a time. And just to let you know, number 10 is on my list of weaknesses, and actually it's the one I'm working on every single night when we get to number 10. So the first one was tilt, and that can be revenge, entitlement, injustice, tilt, any of the any of the numerous tilts there are. The second is playing too loose or too tight. The third is exhaustion. The fourth leak is being distracted. The fifth leak is playing with scared money. The sixth is calling on one street with the intention of folding on the next, or in other words, having no plan whatsoever for upcoming streets. The next leak is stealing too much or folding to steals too much. Number eight is one and done, being a one and done player, never firing that second barrel. And leak number nine is playing fitter fold poker. And number 10 is snap calling or snap folding without thinking. 
Alrighty, so we'll just hit them one at a time here. So the first leak was tilt, which could be revenge tilt, entitlement tilt, injustice tilt. There's so many of them. But some of the symptoms, of course, and you guys all know these, they're like broken mouses, broken keyboards, holes in the wall, holes in the door, coming to and realizing you're down five buy-ins. I mean, you've been playing for 30 minutes and all of a sudden, holy cow, I'm down five buy-ins. Uh, you can't even start a session without getting angry. You end your sessions within moments of starting or you just lost a, like even a small pot and you suddenly get angry just after losing a $1 pot, you know, at 10 and L, something like that. And uh, maybe another symptom is you're never playing your A game and you only ever play your C game. So to fix this, I would like you to start cataloging your tilt in your poker journal. And remember, we talked about the poker journal in episode 15 and also get and read and put into action, that's the key thing, put into action Gerard Tendler's book, The Mental Game of Poker, ASAP. You know, I can't recommend that book enough to help you deal with your tilt issues. And also, Jared Tendler has a podcast called, you know, The Mental Game of Poker Podcast. And I want you to go through iTunes and find another podcast by Elliot Rowe and Dr. Tricia Cardner called The Mindset Advantage Podcast. That's a really good one as well. These two have great guests on and they do some great discussions about the mental game. So I recommend that as, as well. All right. The second common form of tilt is playing too tight or too loose. Some symptoms are overly tight play is making it easy for opponents to read you for strength and they ditch their hands as soon as you show any interest in the pot. Your stats are nitty like you're a 10-8 or an 8-7 player. Remember 10-8 is like you play 10% of hands and you come in for a raise for 8%. So every hand that you come in you're raising and it's a strong hand. That's what a 10-8 player is, a very nitty player. And if you're overly loose, you're getting to showdown with too many second-best hands. Maybe you're opening and folding to three bets way too often, like you're folded three bets 90%. Your stats are something like a 36-22 or a 30-25, which means, you know, 36-22 means you're playing 36% of hands and you're raising 22%. You know, you're just playing way too much. And your stats probably, if you're overly loose, your stats probably don't vary too much by position and you're playing roughly the same amount of hands hands from every position. And the fix to this is have your opening ranges set by position. The first position's middle position, cutoff button, and the blinds. Write down your current opening hands by position, then visit the Poker Tracker 4 website and watch their killer leak tracking videos regarding the most important stats. Uh, and I have a link to these sites within the within the show notes for this page. And, uh, you know, some of the stats that you'd want to focus on here is VPIP, which is voluntarily put money in the pot, and PFR, which is pre-flop raise. And watch these videos to get an idea of the ideal percentages you should be striving for. If you're too tight, add a few hands to your opening ranges by position. And if you're too loose, take away hands from your ranges by position. You know, I recommend playing roughly 15% of hands from uh, early position to middle position, 22% of hands or so in the cutoff, 33% of hands on the button and roughly 22% of hands uh, from the blinds, give or take in, in both of those positions. So I'll have more on creating hand ranges in future podcast episodes. The third leak is exhaustion. So symptoms of exhaustion, we all know these ones, falling asleep at the tables, lack of concentration, robotic play, maybe you're playing distracted because you just can't focus, that kind of stuff. And the fix for this is very simple, get more rest. You know, life gets in the way, you have priorities, decide what your priorities are, and if you can really only realistically devote one hour a night to poker and still get enough sleep, then you can just play one hour. You know, if you're playing three hours a night, but you're only getting five hours of sleep, well, your, you know, your subsequent nights of playing poker aren't going to be that good. So if you're exhausted, get some rest. 
Leak number four is being distracted. And so symptoms of this are you're tweeting, watching videos, the television is on, movies, you're Skyping with your buddies, you know, all these distractions that you're allowing in, of course. And the fix for this is when it's time to play, it's time to play. Take note of what your distractions are, and if you can't ditch them, commit to taking care of them before your session begins. If you're answering email while you're playing, skip the playing, answer your emails, get back to playing 30 minutes from now. Leak number five is playing with scared money. So some symptoms of this is you're feeling some apprehension when you register for a big tournament or when you have too much on the table in a cash game or when losing a certain buy-in or tourney sends you on tilt because you're thinking about the money you lost and not the circumstances that led you to losing. And some of the fixes for this is play within your bankroll. Set some limits for yourself, like 100 buy-ins for MTTs and sit-and-goes and 75 buy-ins for cash. You know, it's totally up to you. If you go online and Google this, you'll find a 100 different recommendations for bankrolls. Whatever you're comfortable with, find it and roll with it. All right, leak number six is calling on one street with the intention of folding on the next. Or you can also look at it as having no plan whatsoever for upcoming streets. So symptoms of this is you're on the flop and you don't even consider that there's another street, the turn or the river coming, you know, or you don't also consider how future cards can affect your hand strength or your perceived strength or your opponent's perceived strength. You know, you find and sometimes you find that you just click buttons for no reason. You're calling, you're raising, you're folding for no reason. You just don't know what's going on. The fix for this is play some focus sessions where you deliberately decide why you're making the play you're making before you click the button. And if you remember, focus sessions, we discussed it in um, podcast number eight. And with the focus session, I want you to just have two tables open, have a piece of paper out in front of you, and make tick marks on the piece of paper for each time that you do any action. You know, if you're betting, uh, make a tick mark for a value bet or a bluff bet. If you're raising, make a tick mark for a value raise or a bluff raise. Uh, for each time you fold, make a tick mark. For each time you call to pot control, make a tick mark. If you're calling for the odds to hit a hand, make a tick mark. Or if you're calling to take it away on a future street, make a tick mark. Or if you're calling to catch a bluff, make a tick mark for that too. You know, make a mark for every different type of play you're making. This will make you think about why you're doing what you're about to do. It'll get you in the habit of thinking a little bit more. All right, leak number seven is stealing too much or conversely folding to steals too much. So symptoms of this, of course, are players are defending too much against your steals and you're folding to too many flop bets because you have too many weak hands on the flop. So you're stealing too much, which means you're just playing way too many ugly, crappy hands and you just don't hit flops and you're giving up. And uh, Or conversely, you're just giving up too many blinds and your win rate in the small blind is like negative 50 big blinds per 100 hands, and your big blind win rate is close to negative 100 big blinds per 100 hands. So if your win rates are really low in the blinds, you need to work on that. So some fixes for this are, once again, take a look at the Poker Tracker 4 Leak Tracker videos to see what your stats should be, what they recommend them to be. Revisit your ranges in the cutoff and button and small blind for what you're stealing with. Review your small blind and big blind defending ranges and make adjustments to all of them, you know. Play a focus session where uh, before each steal or defense that you make, you're paying attention to each opponent's steal stats and their fold to steal stats. Use their stats to aid you in your decision. Don't just rely on your ranges for stealing and ranges for defending, but use their stats as well. 
All right, leak number eight is being a one-and-done player or never firing that second barrel. Some symptoms for this are you seem to get floated on the flop too much and pots get taken away from you on the turn or even on the river after you check, you know, and your flop c-bet percentage is high, but your turn c-bet percentage is low. Let's say you c-bet the flop 80% of the time, but you c-bet the turn only 25% of the time. Well, they know that you're a one-and-done player. They're going to call every flop and just take it away from you on the turn after you check or on the river after you check back. And the fix for this is, in your poker tracking software, filter for flop c-bet opportunities and review lots of hands from start to finish. There's got to be a reason you're firing flops and not turns. Figure out what this is and reverse it. Alright, leak number 9 is playing fit or fold poker. A symptom for fit or fold poker is simply your c-bet is way too low. So if you check the flop, your opponents know you have squat, so they take it away from you on the next street. So a fix for this is, once again, watch those Poker Tracker 4 videos, and you can find a link to them in the show notes for this page. Uh, watch the videos and see what your c-bet stats should roughly be. Then figure out what opportunities that you can find to add more c-bets into your game. And the 10th leak to discuss today, and this is the one that I've been suffering but I'm working on recently, is snap calling or folding without thinking at all. Some symptoms for this are you're just being a robotic button clicker, or you fold when a situation gets too tough to think about, or you don't have enough time to think uh, through your decision, so you just ditch the hand, or you just bet without thinking at all. Some fixes for this issue is drop the number of tables, make tick marks like I said before to record how many times and the reasons for each fold, call, bet, or raise. You know, I want you to think about what you'll do based on the possible cards on the next street and consider your opponent's range and what your play is likely to accomplish. You know, what are you trying to do with your bet, with your raise, or with your check? What are you telling your opponent with each of those plays? All right, so that covered the list of 10 leaks, but remember, Whatever you work on, get to it one at a time, but just like an engine block leak or a kitchen sink leak, they can always return. So pay attention, assess your game after each session, see if you've sprung any more leaks, and uh, just keep working on those leaks one at a time. And an added benefit of fixing your leaks is that now you can take what you've learned about why the leak occurs and the leak symptoms, and you can use this info to exploit your opponents with these same leaks. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Choose one of your leaks, and I know you suffer from at least one, and get started on the fix tonight. Play a focus session, study it for one hour, watch some videos or read some articles, whatever you've got to do, and turn this leak into a strength, and then learn how to exploit this leak in others. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody! Alrighty, make sure you head on over to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod269 for the show notes and related links for this week's episode. And of course, thanks again for listening to this vintage episode, which was brought to you by thepokerforge.com. This is the essential resource for any poker player at any stage of the game, especially if you want to turn bad calls into money-saving folds, because that's what we're all about this month at The Poker Forge. We have a growing video library, guided action steps, quizzes, live monthly Q&As, exclusive member-only discounts, perks, and resources, along with the supportive and active poker community. The Poker Forge is the perfect place for you to up your game. So check out thepokerforge.com today.
And of course, my podcast, Daily Poker Tips, is also available for your listening pleasure. You can get it as an Alexa skill for any English-speaking Alexa user, or you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, study smart, play much, and make your next session the best one yet.